0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, October 8th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine spent time at Bowling Green State University yesterday, the day a new anti-hazing law went into effect. Jeff Smith reports. Governor DeWine hopes that this
1: law puts an end to all hazing across college campuses. We have increased the penalty. We've done some other things that should make an improvement, but the most important thing we can do is change the culture. It should not be acceptable or part of the culture to have hazing. State lawmakers moved this proposal forward after BGSU sophomore Stone Foltz died earlier this year. I'm Jeff Smith.
0: And one of Kent State University's sororities was suspended just hours after that new law took effect. More from Dave James.
1: According to Kent State officials, the Gamma Kappa chapter of Delta Zeta has been suspended by the sorority's National Council amid allegations of hazing. Kent State says it's working with the sorority's National Council to investigate a potential incident. Collins' law has just gone into effect, named after Colin Wyatt, an Ohio University student who died in a hazing incident three years ago. The law increases penalties for hazing, especially those involving drugs and alcohol, and makes the failure to report hazing a misdemeanor. Dave James on Win News.
0: A police officer is recovering after being shot twice Wednesday night in western Ohio. Angela Ann has more.
1: This happened in Sydney, north of Dayton. Sydney police say the officer who was shot is now recovering after surgery. Police say Sergeant Tim Kennedy was shot twice by a suspect who ran as officers tried to serve a warrant. Police arrested 34-year-old Brandon Steele after a search and a standoff. He's now being held in the Shelby County Jail on charges of felonious assault against a police officer. I'm Angela Ann.
0: The Ohio Department of Health says that since Monday, more than 40,000 Ohioans have received a Pfizer vaccine booster shot compared to first doses administered of fewer than 15,000. Olivia Eugenio has more with a Columbus area physician.
1: Dr. Kristen Dever says many patients have come in with questions about the booster shot, particularly if the vaccine is so effective, why does it need a booster? What we are seeing is some waning immunity in those who are in an immunocompromised state to begin with. And so after about six months, we see that dip in immunity in these certain populations. Next week, a panel will meet to discuss the possibility of a booster for Moderna and J&J. In Columbus, Olivia Eugenio.
0: Testimony continued at the Ohio Statehouse yesterday on a bill that would expand the number of exemptions available to employees required by their employer to get a COVID-19 vaccine. More from Andrew Kinsey. One of the more lively debates happened during the testimony of a local doctor. He was presented with a question
1: from a lawmaker who relayed a situation about a person in his district whose doctors told her not to get the shot.
0: At the end of this month, she's going to lose her job, her insurance, and she's got asthma. And her doctor told her it probably would be not beneficial to her to take the COVID vaccine. And that's not appropriate medical advice. House Bill 435 could face challenges if it becomes law. The federal government under OSHA could make it unenforceable. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The Ohio Attorney General yesterday introduced a new pilot program designed to speed up drug testing so results can be ready within minutes. Yolanda Harris has the details.
1: It will allow law enforcement around the state to utilize a mass spectrometer to analyze drugs. This means it will not have to be sent off to a lab for more detailed testing. The goal is to identify meth, cocaine and pills.
0: These machines are as accurate as the BCI lab machines, and we are looking for cases to make this the normative proof of the nature of the substance.
1: These devices are being deployed to law enforcement in 12 counties around the state, which were selected because of greatest need. I'm Yolanda Harris.
0: In Northeast Ohio, five years after the death of a little girl in Conneaut, there is a development against the man accused of her murder. Marissa Sines has more.
1: 13-month-old Serenity Sutley was allegedly raped and killed at the hands of her mother's boyfriend, Joshua Girdo. Investigators say Setley died from blunt force trauma to the head. Ashbury County's prosecuting attorney, Colleen O'Toole, filed a motion for a plea agreement. In a statement, O'Toole telling me in part, quote, A plea agreement allows the defendant to be held accountable for the crimes and adds certainty to the outcome. There is no certainty in the outcome of a trial and finality in the appeals process. I'm Marissa Signs.
0: In southeast Ohio, all Vinton County local schools are closed today. Molly Brewer explains.
1: The sheriff's office was notified of a threat to the high school campus. Superintendent Rick Brooks says the district is taking the threat seriously, closing all school buildings for the day. A decision about weekend events will be made after further investigation. I'm Molly Brewer.
0: A southwest Ohio city is considering plans for a large indoor amusement park. More from Steve Vaughn. Middletown City Manager Jim Palinick unveiled plans for the $1.3 billion mixed-use development along the Great Miami River. A themed indoor virtual reality and reality and immersive entertainment park dubbed Hollywoodland. Palinick says the site would include sound stages and movie studios, as well as a large concert venue, motels, restaurants, and a convention center. It's expected to draw 3.5 million visitors a year. Steve Vaughn, ONN. And a new poll from the Pearson Institute and the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, shows 95% of Americans identified misinformation as a problem when they're trying to access important material online. Angela Ann has the details.
1: About half put a great deal of blame on the U.S. government, and about three-quarters point to social media users and tech companies. Yet only two out of ten Americans say they're very concerned that they have personally spread misinformation. About 6 in 10 are at least somewhat concerned that their friends or family members have been part of the problem. The survey found that 61 percent of Republicans say the U.S. government has a lot of responsibility for spreading misinformation compared to just 38 percent of Democrats. Angela Ann, ONN News.